Hey, church family, welcome to this really unusual service. Uh, I'm preaching to Home Ground Church, but Home Ground Church is really not uh, in their usual building. Uh, you're probably at home, uh, and I really, really pray that despite the fact that you're not with the rest of God's family, that you will know you are with them, and that God will speak to you just as much through this sermon as he does through any sermon on a regular Sunday. So on Tuesday this week, I did something I've never done on a Tuesday morning at 11.30. I switched off my phone. I didn't mute it. I didn't put it on airplane mode. I switched it off. Pretty drastic, I know. But here's why. So I needed to get this sermon ready. I needed to finish preparing this sermon, and it needed to be ready for Wednesday by lunchtime so that I could preach it um, to all of you through the cameras on Wednesday afternoon. And my phone had just gone crazy. Uh, one call after another, one WhatsApp after another. And why? Because we needed to make 10,000 different decisions about if and how and what we were going to do with all the things churches do when we just get together. And all of a sudden, all of that has changed. How will meetings work? Shall we still do life groups? How will meetings look if we do do them? Um, do we have enough hand sanitizer? Where are we going to get it? What's our policy about weddings and funerals? Should we work remotely? And on and on and on. And that's not even counting the own personal health issues that each of us are a bit concerned about. I just had to, yesterday at 11.30, turn my phone off and look up. I had to stop looking at all of those hundreds and thousands of other things that were battling for my attention. I had to stop and I had to look up. You see, because as a follower of Jesus, there's a really deep truth that we understand in times of crisis, but in fact is a truth that is universal and should be practiced in our everyday. No matter what difficulty we are facing, whether it's a small personal issue or a worldwide pa pandemic like the coronavirus has become, we must learn to stop often and look up. We must learn to not always be looking at our own circumstances of the world just at my feet, but what's out there. Listen to what the psalmist has to say about living in a dangerous, difficult world. Psalm 121 reads as follows. I will lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going, both now and forevermore. So like any psalm, a psalm isn't meant to be a collection of theological points 
one after another. A psalm is meant to express something that's deep inside a person, something that they believe about God at, at not just an intellectual level, but an emotional level. This psalm was written in a real crisis in the life of Israel. Israel had degenerated, had lost the theological plot, had lost their connection with the Lord, and, and there were idols and problems and threats all around them. And the psalmist says this, I need to look up. When it feels like the world is going to overwhelm me, when I feel like stuff is happening that's outside my control, and, and, and I don't know what to do, what I must do in that moment is look up. And so the first thing that the psalmist would say as he says, I look up and I see those hills and I ask this question, where does my help come from? Is he knows that he must look up and be realistic. He must look up and be realistic. So I love mountains. I don't know about you. I love mountains. I know some people who don't. Some people are afraid of them. And so it's easy to think that he was looking up and seeing beautiful mountains and that they were glorious and, and he loved them, you know, like that weekend in the Berg or that, or that trip to the Alps uh, uh, or France to ski. Maybe that's not such a good idea right now, but you know what I mean. But you see, this psalmist, as he looked up to the hills, he didn't necessarily see beauty. One of the things he saw was pagan idols, Asherah poles and, and, and Baal worship sites. And so looking at the hills wasn't necessarily something that filled him with comfort. In fact, it fills him in a sense with fear because he says, my help's definitely not going to come from there. You see, the psalmist knows that any journey like he's describing here is filled with danger. He talks about the fact that it's easy to trip when, when we travel and, and, and when we're on a spiritual journey. There are things that will cause us to stumble. Um, other people, difficult situations, diseases, sicknesses. People fear all sorts of things. They did in those days and they do in our day today. They're full of fear. The danger of tripping is very real. The danger of sunstroke, as the psalmist says, God's going to shade me from that. The, the danger of lunacy, you know, of course, where that comes from, being moonstruck. The moon has made you crazy. There are things that happen in my journey at night that fill me with fear. And so he looks up and he's realistic. He knows that the world is full of danger. And he also knows, and God's people have always understood it, that this psalm isn't guaranteeing that no harm will come to you. It's unrealistic, even in a time like we're living in, to go, well, because I'm a follower of Jesus and because of the words of this psalm, nothing bad will ever happen to me. And if it does, it's because I don't have enough faith or because I did something wrong. No, he understands that this psalm and his words are not, a, are not a, a, an unrealistic statement of a guarantee to God's children that nothing will happen that is bad. The truth is, this psalm is a statement 
that it doesn't matter what dangers are out there in life, whether it's the coronavirus, whether it's financial difficulty, whether it's broken relationships, whatever it is, we are guaranteed that nothing, absolutely nothing will ever separate us from the love of God. That it doesn't matter how difficult the journey is, how bad the economy, how huge the crisis, that God has got us, that God loves us, and absolutely nothing can ever separate us from that love that God has for us. Jesus reminds us of that over and over again. The Apostle Paul reminds us of that, and we need to look up and be realistic. There are many dangers. There are hardships. They are real. But the truth is that our God does not slumber and he does not sleep. He is with us and will stay with us no matter how hard things get. He is always with us. Not only must we look up and be realistic we must look up and we must look beyond the mountains and we must see God. The psalm is a clear statement that irrespective of what our circumstances, irrespective of our difficulties, God is there. He's there as we look up beyond the mountains. He's there after they found the vaccine for this virus. They've, he's there after they find the cure for it. He's there after the death toll drops. He is there beyond any mountain that we see in front of us. But he's not just beyond the mountains. He is on the mountains as well. He's with the sick patient. He's with the person who's confined to home because they've been exposed he is on the mountain no matter what the difficulty is. Our God, when we look up, we will also see that he's in the valley as well and that he's right here with us. Not just with us, but in us. When the psalmist wrote these words, he, he, was, he was trying to, show people a comparison between the God that we worship, Jehovah, and, and the other gods whose, whose, whose temples were up on the mountains. For, for example, Baal. One of the things that priests of Baal often used to have to do was wake Baal up. Um, that well-known story of, of, of um, Elijah and, and the prophets of Baal, they have to wake him up. He's a God that sleeps. Our God is, like, is not like mammon, the God that our generation loves to worship, the God of money. Our God doesn't need a bull market and large profit margins. He doesn't need great hordes. He doesn't need to take money from people. Our God is a God who loves us who comes into the world to be with us. We don't have to beg him to guard us. We don't have to beg him to guard us. We just need to look up and remember he is there. He's there in our health issues. He's there in our physical danger issues. He's there in our unknown fears. We must look up 
and see the God of the universe. Jesus Christ, who loved the world so much that he gave himself as a living sacrifice. He hasn't stopped loving us because of the coronavirus. He hasn't started, stopped loving us because of the economy. He has never stopped loving us, and he never will. That's the God we must look up and see. But the psalmist also wants us to remember that as we look up, we must see the road ahead. Right at the end of that psalm, it says this, the Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going, both now and forevermore. You see, this, this psalm isn't about a special event it was obviously used in special events, and it was a reminder of, of where God is in the big struggles of life. But it's also a reminder right there that God is with us in the every day of our lives, in the coming and the going, now and always. So I want us to remember that we must look up and see the road ahead and be able to see who else is on the road with us. You see, I just think that this, this current pandemic and this, the current state um, of, of emergency that our government has declared is such an incredible opportunity. We've been talking as a church about investing and inviting. We, we're going to be at home more than we ever have before, but we've got these fantastic ways of being able to connect with people. We can, we can still visit our friends. We've got social media. We can carry on investing in people. Home Ground Church, I, I want you to really be very intentional about who you can invest in in this time, who you will be able to invite when, when the crisis is over and life is back to normal. Who can you invite in to become part of our family? We need to look up and see the road ahead and see those who are afraid, those who are panicking, those who are trying to run away and hide. And we need to be able to give them the comfort of Jesus Christ. We need to be able to give them words of assurance. We need to remind them that he will never leave us or forsake us. As we look at the road ahead, we need to see the vulnerable. Look, people are going to lose their jobs. And it's going to be mostly poorer people that lose their jobs sooner than richer people. And, and, and we need to be able to say, how can we practically help you because you're either physically vulnerable or you are, or you are economically vulnerable? How can we help you? We need to see, look up and see the road and see those who are threatened. It seems like politicians are all trying to blame the foreigners, or the Chinese, or this group, or that group for this. And people are going to get threatened. Some people are going to be accused of, of, of things that they haven't done simply because of who they are. And we as God's people need to be able to see those people in this journey and say the God who is with us is the God who wants to be with you too. And we want to protect you and help you. I want us to look up and see the road and see the opportunities for God's kingdom and for our church 
to transform our community even in the middle of a crisis like this. You see, the psalmist knew that he had to look up because he knew that the world and all the terrible things that were happening in that moment were not about him. They were about God and his people and God's kingdom. And so he wanted to use that opportunity to remind himself, this is not about me. This is about God. This is about his church. This is about his kingdom, and I'm going to look up. And even when I see the mountains and they look threatening, I will know this. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will protect you. Home ground church, look up. Look up and live the kind of life that Martin Luther called people to live during the Black Plague in Europe. Uh, Martin Luther, the great reformer, was encouraged by people to leave the university. It was closed down. They told him to go out into the countryside and run away from the, the Black Plague so that he could be safe. And he refused to do that. Just to remind you that the Black Plague killed up to half the population of Europe. Listen to what Martin Luther had to say. I shall ask God mercifully to protect us. Then I shall fumigate, help purify the air, administer medicine, and take it. I shall avoid places and persons where my presence is not needed, in order not to become contaminated and thus perchance inflict and pollute others and so cause their death as a result of my negligence. If God should wish to take me, he will surely find me and I have done that what he has expected of me and so I'm not responsible for either my own death or the death of others. If my neighbor needs me, I will go freely as stated above. See, this is such a God-fearing faith because it is neither brash nor foolhardy. I want to just read that last sentence again. If my neighbor needs me, however, I shall not avoid place or person, but will go freely as stated above. See, this is such a God-fearing faith because it is neither brash nor foolhardy. Folks, look up, because God is on the hills. Look up, because our God is in heaven. Look up, because our God is in the valley. Look up, because our God is with us. Can I pray for you? God, thank you that we can do church. Lord, thank you that we have the technology to be able to do this. Lord, we think now of people that can't do this because they don't have the technology. Lord, we think of our nation. We want to pray for, for all those around us. Lord, help us to invest and invite, to remind them that even in this, we can look up. Lord God, thank you for all the opportunities that this present situation gives to us. Amen.